0: Welcome to Talking Underwater, One Water, One Podcast. I am Katie Johns, Editor in Chief of Stormwater Solutions and Water Quality Products. In this episode of Talking Underwater, I am joined by James Logan, Water Market Leader for AEM, and we discuss the 2023 State of the Market Report Response to Climate Variability. The report examines infrastructure challenges, the impact of climate variability, and weather events, and present day responses to those challenges. James and I dive into the results, the biggest findings, the biggest challenges facing the sector, and more. So without further ado, here is my interview. Hello everyone, I am joined today by James Logan, the water market leader for AEM, and we are going to be discussing the 2023 State of the Market Report, Response to Climate Variability, which examines infrastructure challenges, the impact of climate variability and weather events, present day responses to those challenges and mitigation uh, strategies. So James, thanks so much for taking the time today. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Katie.
0: Of course. So to get us started, I kind of just want to lay a little foundation. So can you give us uh, a brief summary of of the survey and why you know it was necessary?
1: Well, um, we we were interested in trying to gather um, some i guess market intelligence on on what's going on in the in the market for um for infrastructure for water and wastewater management systems and how you know basically we just wanted to understand what um what the state you know the current state across the country is of that so that we could use it uh, to support our communications with the um with these agencies that are that are dealing with these problems, you know, it was going to give us background to, to have better conversations and more uh, meaningful conversations with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, which is, is always important to have those meaningful conversations. Um, and what were some of the biggest findings that came out of this survey and report?
1: Well, some of the things that stood out to us, um, some are that the um, the the useful life of many of the systems, um, you know, that they were designed when they first were built are um, have already been reached, and they, you know, they're they're sort of um, keeping the systems going, but they're um, but they're not keeping up with the uh, with their current capacity needs and actually the changing capacity needs that they have as as the impacts of climate change hit. Mm-hmm. So they're um, that that's you know those are the things that we're seeing the most the most of is that you know. They, um, these systems are old and they've been around for a long time and they um, and their useful life is nearing the, nearing their end for for the system so they're going to have to be either rehabilitated or um, or replaced you know or, or expanded to to manage some of the things that are coming up. and so that was a, that was a big you know, a big finding that that really a lot of these systems are aging out and they, they need to do something about it
0: yeah, absolutely. So we actually do our um, own internal state of the industry surveys, which we will be talking about in our next podcast episode. But one of our open-ended questions is is about one of the, you know, what are, is going to be the greatest challenge coming up. And a lot of people said aging infrastructure. And so it feels like it's matching up with this survey as well. And that really across the entire water sector, that's worrying people. And it feels like these climate change impacts are just kind of exacerbating the aging infrastructure more is that what you're seeing too it,
1: it is and you know the other the other thing that's that it's very related to it is that the um the the design criteria for these systems were based on um on basically climate variables from like 20 years and 30 mm-hmm. and 40 years ago and the the some of these variables have changed since then that are you know so the so the designs the original design hasn't kept up with what's happening and so now we're you know, we're seeing things like more intense rainfall which has a big impact on this infrastructure and the um, that that intensity of the rainfall even um, it, it, it just means that the infrastructure isn't able to um, to deal with it as well as it as they originally had intended when they designed it 20 30 40 50 60 years ago
0: yeah and how I know that you're not not a fortune teller and you don't have all the answers, but from your perspective or from AEM's perspective, how can we work to get those aging infrastructure elements up to date so that they can withstand changing climate?
1: So so I think one of the things that people need to do or the, these agencies need to do is first get um, an understanding of what the um, the expected imp- impacts of climate change are for their particular area, because it's sure. not the same everywhere, everywhere. Right. there is some places where there's very little change and other places where there's a lot of change happening with respect to temperature and rainfall, you know, with, with the increased temperatures that they're seeing, there, there's more moisture being held in the air Then that moisture that's in the air comes down in, um, and in, results in more intense rainfall in locations. And that those types of things are, are causing, you know, wreaking havoc with some of the, the infrastructure that we have now. You know, it just it just wasn't designed to handle the amount of um, you know the impact of this of the of the additional rainfall and the um, you know that's, that's being caused by some of the temperature variations that we're seeing
0: yeah absolutely and something that you know affects being able to update infrastructure is of course funding which I know in when I was looking at this report, Funding was one of the top infrastructure concerns for those who responded to this survey. So I'm wondering if you can kind of expand on that or share your analysis of that and and how you know impactful funding is to to this issue. Uh,
1: so that that is that's that is one of the major challenges that these a- agencies brought up on how they would deal with the the impact of of, uh, of climate change is that they didn't really have the budgets to do anything significant to deal with it because the, um, you know, somebody has to pay for these changes and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's, you know, in some cases, depending on how their funding is derived, they're either talking about increasing rates to their, their users of their systems or, or um, increasing taxes to collect more money for the, for them, Um, you know, and, and all these things have a, you know, there's a big social impact when you do these types of things, because the, the people you know, there's, there's some people that just um, don't, I, I think it's, it's, it's in human nature to not want to pay for something unless you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And so that's the part they have to convince people that they have to do it in order for them to sort of keep up with things or to, to manage um, what needs to be done. So that's, that's the hard part is, you know, getting, getting people involved and politicians, you know, are there's layers of this because sometimes it's politicians they have to convince and the politicians are influenced by their constituency. And, you know, so all these things sort of go together and make it a, a big challenge, you know, to, for these agencies to, um, to find ways to do this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I find when I'm talking with professionals about this too, is, Um, educating the public so that they know how important this need to update water infrastructure is, because if the public knows, they can, you know, it it can get back to their politicians on how important it is if if the general public understands it. But a lot of times water infrastructure is out of sight, out of mind. Right. Um, So it kind of plays into that as well.
1: Yeah, it is. It water is one of those things that everybody expects to just work, and mm-hmm. um, they, don't, they don't actually understand all the stuff that goes on behind it that needs to be in place to keep it working.
0: And the one of the final points that stood out to me in the survey was that a lot of the respondents, a majority of them, I believe, have plans to factor climate variability into their water management plans. So can you touch on that and also perhaps give some examples of how... You're seeing climate variability be calculated into plans.
1: Well, the so yeah, so that's actually a, a big area that we've done a lot of work, in, is that we've we've worked with agencies, helping them to to what's it's called a design a design storm is 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 a um, a storm that's sort of mathematically calculated, and and it's used to um, to size the infrastructure to, so that it can manage these um, storm events of of certain sizes. And that's really one of the areas that's changed a lot be, due to climate change. Is that these design storms have changed in intensity and duration, and um, and because of those changes that have happened in those design storms, the infrastructure that was built for a design storm that was typical 40 years ago, that same infrastructure can't manage the 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 what what today's design storm that would match like a t- people have heard of the term like a a two-year rainfall event or a Mm five-year or 10-year or 50-year rainfall event those those periods of time and the um the the depth and um, duration of the event and intensity those are all part of what goes into a design storm and they're used as the criteria for for building infrastructure so that's what's actually changing and so we're helping Agencies understand what today's design storm looks like as compared to the one that they were that it was originally built on maybe 40 years ago. So they can look at those differences and then, you know, maybe optimize the way they spend money to manage um, where it goes in their infrastructure to deal with their specific changes that, that they're seeing in their areas relative to those design storms.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well James you have answered all of my questions and for any of our listeners we are going to link the downloadable um report in this in the show notes but James are there any final points about this you'd like to share with our audience?
1: Um I I just I just think it's important for all of us to be aware of of um you know as things are changing as as we are seeing climate variability that there is an impact and people need to understand that cuz not um you know that i think the part of the report that that i guess was bothersome to me were some of the agencies that haven't done anything or don't have any plans to deal with it or or to even look at it and that that's sort of like covering your eyes and and you know burying your head in the sand i think they should be aware and and they should try to look at those things so they have a better understanding so they know if they're doing the right thing
0: yeah absolutely it's uh, definitely going to be a widespread effort so i I understand where you're coming from (laughs) All right. Well, James, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you again.
1: Well, thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Of course. Have a great rest of your day. And with that, don't forget to like, subscribe, share on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can also reach us at TalkingUnderwater at EndeavorB2B.com to share your thoughts. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at T-U-W Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.